Christine Bentley here with Kate Wheeler, and you're listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money, that's wealth esteem. So here's a question. Have you ever considered direct selling? also known as multi-level marketing or network marketing, consultants sell products and services directly to customers without the use of a physical retail outlet. Now, have you ever? I haven't, but I, I, you have. I remember I, you asked me once. Yeah, I was approached, and then I just couldn't kind of get my head around it. Like, I I just, because the idea of selling makes mm-hmm. me nervous, even though <laughs> I, we all sell something, right? Well, we, we've got um, Peter Maddox, the president of the Direct Sellers Association of Canada, and an Arbonne Executive National Vice President in to tell us about their experiences, what the benefits are, and much more. And Christine, as I understand it, it's very good. It's a very good business for women. Absolutely. I, I, I get that because you can work around your schedule. Uh, we also have Dr. Melissa Hirschberg back. And this week we're talking TMI topics no one wants to hear about. For instance, constipation which is an historically uncomfortable conversation topic, affects more of us than you think, though. I'm, I'm laughing. It's uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, film critic Ann Brody has the latest movie and TV reviews in Saturday Night at the Movies. She also da- sat down uh, with two of the stars of Instant Family. Now, she says it's a hilarious comedy. It's in theaters now. It's about a, com- a couple that stumble into the world of foster care adoption, and it's based on their real-life experiences. Does the thought of going to the dentist send chills up your spine? Well, it doesn't send chills up my spine. I'm All I think of, of is... Okay, I'm going to be gassed today. Oh, you get, you get gassed? <laughs> oh, just... yes, absolutely. I get freezing. <laughs> I get everything. Anyway, Dr. Karishma Kazim from Splash Dental is going to tell us how she's trying to make dental care a little less intimidating for everyone. And closing out the show in our live studio sessions, we have Toronto singer-songwriter Jenna Bennett, who has a history with what she said. Yes, she's one of our former interns. So excited to see how she's doing in her new career. Now, were you a fan, or are you a fan, of the TV show The Crown? Have you been watching mm-hmm. The Crown? Oh, I yeah. have. So we're giving away a copy of Season 2 on Blu-ray, courtesy of Sony Pictures Home Entertainment Canada. All you have to do is go on our Facebook page at What She Said Talk and find the contest post to enter. Good luck. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. What she said. 
She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, although she and her husband always dreamed of launching a business, Latal Mint Sneer from Maple, Ontario, had three active kids, a travel agency job, and growing financial pressures. That dream of starting her own business to help put her family on the path to financial freedom did soon become a reality. She's now an Arbonne Executive National Vice President, and she joins us today in studio along with Peter Maddox, the President of the Direct Sellers Association of Canada. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. Great to be here. Now, first off, Peter, when when people think of direct selling, they, I don't know, they may think of Tupperware parties, but a lot has changed since then. What does direct selling mean today? Uh, typically, I mean, yes, it started out as, you know, door-to-door and, and party plan, and there is still a little bit of party plan going on, but a lot of it today revolves around social media. Um, so people use great products, they love yeah. those products, um, they network with their friends, and that networking isn't necessarily in person, it may be through Instagram or Facebook or something like that. They encourage their friends to trial those products, and maybe if their friends love the products, they may become a, a seller of the products as well. So it's about networking in the community. It's just changed a little bit. Mm, okay. So where does this happen, though? Um, do 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 you does it then involve more time because you're not having a party, you're not having a social event where people can buy or place orders? In some ways, it can. Cr- take more time but in other ways your market is much bigger because you're not limited to people you know through everyday life whether it's at work or your family you can there are people with companies like Arbonne for instance who have customers all around the world and people you know working in their network all around the world so Latelle you see in the beginning you found you found um, the business to be very difficult and you you did sort of were exposed to a lot of negativity from people. So talk to us about that. Yeah. Is that just a normal uh, learning step? I I mean, looking back nine years ago, I feel like there was a big stigma around network marketing, social marketing, multi-level marketing. There's so many different ways to... Um, People thought Before. of it more as a pyramid yes, scheme or exactly. something, right? So okay. every time I would try to explain it to somebody, they're like, oh, is that one of those things? Yeah. Mm. And I'd be like, wow, what do you mean by that? Because I didn't even know what one of those things were nine years ago. And I feel like today it's more common. It's more, when I talk to people, it's more like, oh, what side hustle are you doing right now? (laughs) Or what company are you with? Or what's your plan B? It's so much more common because people today are looking to create more income. People are looking to create more time freedom. And people are looking to pursue their passion. And I feel like a side hustle, like for example, for me, Arbonne or whatever network marketing company somebody's with, I feel like it funds my passions and it's able to fund other people's passions. So it took you 14 months to become a regional vice president and you say you'll never go back to a nine to five office job. So take us through what you see as the key benefits of being a direct seller. Oh, I learned so much about me. I have to say that prior to Arbon coming into my life, I never took a moment to work on me. And I didn't even know what that meant. You know, personal development, uh, working on yourself. I was like, who, who does that? Like, I don't know anyone that does that. At least I wasn't programmed that way. Mm-hmm. So I think when I started my Arbon business, the best gift that it gave me was me working on me. And I feel like every successful person today, it's has and works on their personal development. So 
you know, I often say to people that I only recently really met the true, real, authentic, genuine me. And sometimes it's like, really? But yeah, that was that just happened recently. So definitely the personal development aspect of it. And from from our perspective, we, we people talk about the income opportunity. Now, you can make mm-hmm. a little bit extra mm-hmm. money as a side gig. But as much as that, we talk about people developing their personal mm-hmm. skills, overcoming objections, learning how to manage finances, how to manage a team. So there's a lot more development than just financial development from direct selling. But besides developing, um, it... it it seems to me that it allows you the opportunity to have what many people don't or feel guilty about, and that is to have a very balanced life, that you don't miss your children's important uh, moments and you don't you, – you can fit it in. Yeah. Depending, maybe your husband is a salesman and he's home Monday, Tuesday. You can you can be there Monday, Tuesday. Whereas most of us, nine to five and accountable to somebody, mm. you got to be there nine to five. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I love what you just said, because I always say to people that the best gift that Arbon gave me was the gift of choice, just having more choice. How does it benefit the consumer, the person that you're selling to? So, I mean, in terms of um, the product itself, mm-hmm. I stand 100% behind the product. And I feel like, you know, most people today are getting more educated about using cleaner, safer products. So again, it's much easier today because my consumer, my clients, they know, they ask me, you know, do your products have parabens? Do your products have phthalates? You know, are they green and clean, mm-hmm. right? Whereas nine years ago, nobody really cared about that. So I think in terms of like society's changing for looking at cleaner, safer products to use. So while we have you here, yes. have, have you got any products you can tell us about when it comes to uh, winter skincare? Because 100%. it's going to be cold. <laughs> I would say two of my favorite products. The first one is called the Intelligence Rejuvenating Cream. What I love most about it is the fact that it is convenient and I can use it on my face and on my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who has combination skin, so it really controls my oil throughout the day. And the second one is a product that I think is sort of trending right now, which is the um, gel eye masks. It's kind of like a gold jelly, mm-hmm. almost like a sticker that you put under your eyes. Mm-hmm. And it helps to soothe, hydrate, and um, just, just moisturize the entire under eye area. So it's great for people who have baggy eyes, like bags under their eyes and also dark circles. Don't look at me. I think I, 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 think I know where I've been going wrong. <laughs> but Once you try and it's immediate results. So people see a result right away, which so is great. So it's good for holiday parties, yes, that kind of exactly. stuff before then. Perfect. So have you found in the time that you've been working at Arbonne that also consumers have changed though skincare products on their priority list. There was a time, uh, you know, when we were much younger, where it was considered a huge indulgence to spend a lot of money on face cream. And now I think millennials and, and, and even boomers are saying, no, that I'll do, I'll take less on something else, but I'm not scrimping on the best thing for me mm-hmm. to look Absolutely. good. Absolutely. 
I see it. I've experienced it myself. You've seen the change? I have seen the change. And not only skincare, because Arbonne is now also, I would say, in terms of growing with nutrition, is really, really huge. So I have seen a shift of people also taking care of inside and out. So tell us about nutrition. Yeah. So I actually went through a huge transformation myself. I'll show you guys my before and after (laughs) picture after. But I um, was someone who was very, I I know it might sound bad, but kind of frumpy. I was, um, I had extra weight. I never really took care of myself, low energy. And I started doing something called the 30 Days to Healthy Living program. It's actually Arbonne's program that they came out with a few years back, but I never really took it seriously. And the 30 days ended up turning into a lifestyle, which ended up today being a private Facebook page with over 600 people, clients, as well as uh, business partners who are doing this program and the transformations have been unreal and healthy healthy from the inside and out so we talk about the nutrition and the benefits of using nutrition but as well as benefits of using safe clean products so peter if someone wants to become a direct seller where do they start yeah so um they can go to our website which is dsa.ca and it has a list of our members on there and all of our members have been vetted so that we know that how they treat both their consultants, but also how they treat their consumers. They, they sign up to a code of ethics. So go to the members section of our website and you can see a list of those companies and link through to them. What we talk about is people should only get involved with a company that where they love the products. So mm-hmm. talk to some of your friends, I'm sure through Facebook, people have, peop- have um, friends who are involved in network marketing and direct selling. Trial some of those products. Find a product you love because it's far easier to sell a product that you love than one that you sort of that, that you don't. So yeah. So yeah, and 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 talk to people who are involved with that product already and talk about their experiences. And, and more than eighty percent of the consultants across Canada are female. It, it it's it creates amazing entrepreneurial opportunity for women, um, and particularly with the immigrants who sometimes have great entrepreneurial drive but don't have big money to invest in a right. business. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so great, great opportunity. Little, how do people connect with you? Uh, Instagram, uh, what, Facebook. So it's Lital Mintz. So L-I-T-A-L. And Mintz is M-I-N-T-Z. Okay. And then I also have a website, which is LitalMintz.com. Well, so perfect. Easy. Yeah. Well, thank you very uh, both very much, yeah. for, and good luck. And you look fabulous. Thank yes, you. whatever, <laughs> whatever you're using, whatever you're using, I think I want. <laughs> thank, thank you guys you. so Thanks. much. What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. We'll be right back. Dear Diary, it's day 15 and I still can't seem to figure it out. How can Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine taste so good? A. They've invented a new undetectable alcohol. B. They're straight up lying to us. Or C. They're wizards and each drink is infused with the blood of dragons! I think I'm onto something. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. 
Joining us now is Dr. Melissa Hirschberg. She is a medical physician, an author, and founder of U Health Clinic, a preventive health and weight loss clinic in Midtown Toronto. Welcome back to What She Said. Thank you. And this week we get to talk TMI, that is too much information topics that no one really wants to hear about, but you should want to hear about them. We're going to start with um, with constipation. According to a recent survey conducted by Senecott, despite being an historically uncomfortable topic, Three quarters of Canadians say they are comfortable talking about constipation because it affects more of us than you think. That's right. Uh, I think the statistic is 46% of Canadians have suffered from constipation, at least at one point in the past year. And those are the people that are admitting it. So it's probably a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are, the, what are the main symptoms that you should look out for? for? Okay, so main symptoms are uh, infrequent bowel movements or irregular bowel movements or incomplete bowel movements. Um, In addition, if you're having uh, to strain and you're uncomfortable passing a bowel movement, if they're hard and dry, uh, or if you're feeling bloated and gassy, those can all be symptoms of constipation. But you, you do feel, for example, that everybody has their own rhythm, slightly different rhythm, mm-hmm. um, and it's when there's a change that you should probably not think that it's something that you ate, but maybe could be constipation. Exactly. So typically, you know, normal bowel pattern for people can be anywhere from, you know, three bowel movements a day to a bowel movement every three days. So whatever your normal pattern is, uh, if there's a change or a decrease from that normal pattern, especially if it's associated with uncomfortable symptoms like dry, hard stools, um, bloating, gassiness, then yeah, then that's constipation. What about with children? How can you how can you tell uh, you know the difference between a tummy ache and what I'm not talking young children mm-hmm. still in diapers. I'm talking about sort of that you know the preteen to te- mm-hmm. to teen years where you're not as in control of them as right. you used to be. So it can be you know gassiness um, if they're not wanting to go on the toilet and saying it hurts to pass a bowel movement. You know mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to go because it's saying it's painful. Um, Sometimes, believe it or not, a symptom of constipation can be when uh, they're soiling, like, and this is more in, I guess, uh, younger school-aged kids, if they're soiling themselves because they're holding their bowel movements and so many days go by that it then starts going around the harder bowel movement. Mm-hmm. So those can all be symptoms. And again, you just want to talk to your pediatrician. But okay. again, do hor- hormones have something to do with that? So as they're changing, let's say a, a young girl who's going in, becoming prepubescent or... Sure. So hormones definitely affect uh, our bowel pattern. Um, some people, when they menstruate around that time of month, some people get diarrhea, some people get the opposite and they get constipation. Um, the second half of your menstrual cycle, when you've got higher levels of progesterone and lower levels of, e- lower levels of estrogen, people can feel bloated and constipated. And then finally, once they do finish menstruating, then things can get back to normal. So absolutely hormones can Is play there a role. anything typical for boys? Or not so much? I don't know. Boys don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yes, you are right. <laughs> you are right. So um, if you if you have a, a, a child that has mm-hmm. some of these symptoms, when um, what should you be giving them? Should you be adding more fiber to their diet, making sure they're drinking enough water? What age is it safe to take, you know, uh, something like Senecott, which is a natural laxative? So for sure. So for kids, you want to look at lifestyle and look at what can we do uh to try to figure out why they might be constipated. So first look at diet. You know, are they getting enough fiber? And some kids, they just could exist on, you know, 
bread and mac and cheese. So you have to look, are they getting fruits? Are they getting vegetables? You might be packing it in their lunch, but are they eating it? Um, whole grains, so rather than just going for like the white bread and the white pasta, looking at getting a, a higher fiber, whole grain um, type pasta, cereals. Instead of just like the sugary cereals, try to have one that incorporates a bit more bran. And there's lots of products out there now that are sneaky in how they get, you know, cauliflower into the pretzel or mm-hmm. into the into the food. So first look at diet. Then you want to look at water. So are they drinking enough water? So, um, you know, some kids just don't remember that when they're, you know, out and about that it's important to, you know, drink from their water bottle. So you want to make sure they're getting enough fluids, enough fiber, activity. So if you have one of those kids that are into, you know, video games or onto their computer and they're just sitting on the couch all day, whereas they used to be out playing soccer, well, all of a sudden now they might be struggling with some constipation that they didn't have beforehand. Um, or if they've been on any, you know, vitamins or, or if your child has any illnesses or on any medication, then obviously you want to think about that and speak to their pediatrician. And what about age for, for using something so, like a gentle yeah, occasional so it, laxative? So it gives recommendations on the box in terms of the different dosages for kids mm-hmm. uh, and for adults. I still think before you reach for something like uh, an over-the-counter product for your child, it's still best to try the lifestyle measures first, like Mm -hmm. the fluid, and then go talk to your doctor and make sure there's no other cause in the child, a medical cause for the constipation, for instance, something with their thyroid. Um, And then then your your doctor will then lead you to an over-the-counter preparation. Hmm, okay. So now, and, and explain what Senecot is, because, you know, sometimes when they say it's a, a natural laxative, we're not right. completely so sure what that means. Right, so pills contain natural senna. Senna's a plant that's been harvested uh, for years for its laxative properties. And the Senecot tablets actually do contain the natural senna product, whereas some other products out there contain um, extracts uh, from the senna plant. So this is as natural as it gets. It's it's natural. Um, Unless you're in a field, uh, uh, picking it and then brewing, <laughs> yeah. which none right. of us have time. Right, to but do. it is important to note that even though a product is natural and we've learned this mm-hmm. from other things, still you have to look at the dose. Even too much of a good thing can be a problem, and not an, you know. So you have to look and make sure you're following the dosage recommendations. When it comes to fiber, mm-hmm. is there too much of a good thing? Especially because now we have so many gluten intolerant people um, talk about cereal or even uh, dairy intolerance. So how do you balance out how much fiber you should be having? So I always go back to an expression, and I think it's, I think the expression was initially in Latin, or in, but it translates to the dose makes the poison, the dose makes the cure. So when we talk about something, nothing's an absolute. You have okay. to think about how much. So you're right, even, you know, too much water can, you know, you have to be mindful that you're eating a normal amount of something. So when it comes to fiber, um, I forget the exact uh, grams. I think it's, I wish I could give you an exact number of how many grams of fiber. You can easily um, look it up online in terms Mm -hmm. of how much you're supposed to get per day. But one way to tell, you know, fiber comes from fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. If you're eating way too much fiber, you that could actually increase your constipation and you might be feeling bloated and gassy because bacteria break down fiber in our colon and ferment them and turn them into gas. So if you're feeling like you're eating all this fiber and yet, hey, I'm more gassy and more constipated than I should be or than I was, you might want to look at scaling it back a little bit. You have to listen to your body. So this would be a time then, if you're exploring that, to go to a nutritionist and maybe show them a food diary and and 
get exactly. somebody to weigh in. Who knows? Yeah. So I have, um, in addition to my medical practice, I have a weight loss practice and I have a diet called The Good Diet. Uh, <laughs> you can read about it online at thegooddietplan.com. But I get people to come in and it's really important for me to them to bring their food journal so I can look at what they're eating. Because a lot of time people aren't... They don't recognize the little mistakes they might be eating that they think are healthy. You know, they think they're doing a really good thing and eating a healthy thing, but it turns out either they're eating too much of it um, or or eating it in an unbalanced way. Uh, so, yeah, so keeping a food journal and making an appointment with a nutritionist or even just your family doctor can be one way to start. And and certainly you with with a weight loss clinic, right. it's, um, it's interesting because it can be beneficial and it can be be bad for you to be taking um, any anything that is causing you to um, rid food, your body of food. Right. So, I mean, the goal with the, um, you know, gentle laxatives like Senecott mm-hmm. is not to rid your body of food. This is not a weight loss product. This is a product you're using for the gentle relief of occasional constipation. Right. So this is not meant to be taken for a prolonged time. And this is not meant to be taken in an excessive dose by any means. This is for if all of a sudden, maybe you've traveled, hmm. maybe you um, were recently in the hospital, or maybe you're on prescription medication, or maybe something affected your bowel habits for a short term, and you're not feeling good, you're bloated, you're gassy, you haven't had a bowel movement in a few days, that's when you would be looking at a product like Senecott for the occasional uh, constipation. Okay, is there more information on their website about Absolutely. And yep, it's what, Senecott? Yeah, you can read more about constipation, gut health, and Senecott in general at senecott.ca. And you can also just do a general, you know, look on, you know, um, mm-hmm. about constipation anywhere from WebMD or any of the good sites online. And your site is, if you want to get in touch with you? Sure. So my site is melissahirschberg.com and my weight loss site is thegooddietplan.com. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock, I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. 
Joining us now is film critic Ann Brody for Saturday Night at the Movies. And we're starting off today with Roma. Holy cow. It's mind-bending. It's so good. Ooh. It's already It's uh, Mexican. It's set in a, an area of the city where rich people live. And it's about a housemaid. So it's two and a half hours of housemaid going through her day, doing everything for the family and being taken completely for granted. I mean, that's the storyline, but it is so much more than that. It involves nature, a, a real sensation of nature, mysticism, uh, shocking events that happen just in the periphery of the family. In that short period of time, there's an earthquake, a forest fire, uh, an uprising. It's, uh, and it's handled so beautifully. And it's written, it's narrated by some... It's hard to say. You have to see it. I'm trying to describe it, and it's almost indescribable. You have to see it in a theater. You have to hear it with theater sound. Not not, Because I see here a Netflix streaming release. Yes. It's a brief theatrical release starting on the 29th. Right. Which probably means um, Lightbox, followed by Netflix. And they are pushing this like crazy for an Oscar. Okay. And uh, I have no doubt it's going to be up there. You loved it? I couldn't get up off the seat afterwards, just staring at it. Now, that is a rare thing for you to say. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely watch that. What about um, A Private War? Now, Rosamund Pike plays Marie Colvin, who was a war journalist uh, who went to every war zone you can imagine over 13 years. And Pike completely transforms herself. She's got kind of a male voice, and she's hunched over, and she's really thin. Because she's suffering from PTSD from all these things she sees in the war zones. Mm -hmm. Um, So it follows her through her many (laughs) traumas, basically. And, uh, yeah, I'm not – this is no spoiler because everybody knows that she was murdered by the Syrian government. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a tribute to her. And Rosamund Pike, this has got to win her some nominations. And Jamie Dornan is in this. Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades of Everything. (laughs) (laughs) He's just running after her. He's kind of new to the biz. He's a photographer. Um, I did want to mention at Eternity's Gate. Is that Willem Dafoe playing Vincent van Gogh? Yeah. Which is – Oh, oh, well, when you see his self-portraits next yes. to Willem Dafoe, yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's like bending. thinking about Because at first thought, I thought, that doesn't work. And then yeah. I thought, actually, no, it does when you think about it. And this movie, again, is so situated in nature. It follows him to the south of France where he, he suffered from a lot of depression and, in fact, severe mental illness at times. So he went to the south of France for the light and the sun to mm-hmm. paint. And that's where he was his most active. It's also where he cut off his ear. Mm. as a gift, (laughs) which I didn't know. Um, But I I just, it is so colossally beautiful. It's shot by the artist turned filmmaker Julian Schnabel. It is just like being in a canvas, Mm. an ever-changing canvas. Stunning. We going to talk about Ralph? (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) I I hope people are enjoying it as much as all of us did. I mean, it's just so much fun. It re- this is it Ralph reboots, Breaks the Internet. Yes, with John C. Riley mm-hmm. and Sarah Silverman. That that interview with is up on our on our yeah. site. Yes, getting it is. lots of looks. Lots, good, lots of fun. good. Well, he's so charming, um, and it's about the internet, about two peop- two arcade characters discovering the internet. It is so much fun, and it's kind of tongue in cheek a lot too. And there's even a Trump joke. Hmm. Um, now let's uh, 
talk um, a little bit about um, the price of everything. Oh, yes. You know, so, do you feel sometimes when people are so um, con- such conspicuous consumers that it's kind of nauseating? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. So these this is about the art, modern art world in New York and the prices paid. And there's this one fellow, his last name's Condo, and he lives in a <laughs> condo. But he collects art. He has a couple of billion dollars of art in his condo. Billion. Wow. It's just sickening to me that people would pay that amount of money for a, a six-foot metal rabbit when that money could do good somewhere. But it looks at all these patrons and, and what they're willing to do to get the artist's work, and uh, it tells you what, what constitutes a, a desirable artwork. Um, I don't know. I found it really dispiriting in a way. Um, and then there's uh, the rom-com heist, a rom-com heist film. Yeah, well, it did. Right when you get work. <laughs> right. I love that title. Uh, yes, it doesn't begin as a heist. It, it kind of sneaks up on you, and it sends its tentacles out to all these characters. Mm-hmm. So Emily Mortimer plays um, a wealthy woman whose husband's going down on a financial uh, investigation. So she packs her bag full of jewels and money. And trusts it to her, uh, <laughs> to someone she barely knows. <laughs> and then it ramps up and up and up and up towards the end. It was quite surprising. Hmm. And Amazon's. Uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. the Romanoffs. Yeah. yeah. You get Amazon, I, Chris? I, I get Amazon Prime, but I'm not quite sure how to access it. I really don't want to watch anything on my computer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a shame because yeah. the Romanoffs is great. I think I mentioned this before. It's just yes. I'm so excited about it. I'm treating myself to an episode every few days, and um, Diane Lane appears in two of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole idea is that it follows the descendants of the Romanovs out in the world. So it's well worth watching. All right. We have to leave it there, but you have more t- uh, movie and TV reviews up now on whatshesaidtalk.com. And you also sat down with director and screenwriter Sean Anders and consultant and production assistant, I don't know how to... Maraid. Maraid. Maraid Green <laughs> to talk about working on the hilarious comedy Instant Family. It's about a couple uh, that stumbles into the world of foster care adoption. Let's take a listen. Look at the big kids. Everybody. He's avoiding them. I'm going to go and say hi. But they're teenagers, okay? They use drugs, and they watch people playing video games on YouTube. We're not equipped for any of that. Hi! Just FYI, we can all hear you. Hmm? Instant Family is such a warm film, so positive and uplifting. There are sad moments. There are annoying moments. There are shocking moments. But overall, it it is so inspiring and hopeful. That being said, I had no clue the challenges of adoption. Not a clue. And now I have an idea. So how, how realistic is the film to you? I think it's very realistic. Um, I mean, that's why I, I joined or the project, because I wanted to help Sean make it realistic. And especially for people that have been in the system or are adopting, in the process of adopting, so they would be able to relate to the film. Yeah, there's so many, like, interpersonal and, and getting used to things and... If I can ask, and it's not too personal, how did it, how long um, did it take you to sort of get used to, to being adopted? Well, um, I was adopted when I was 13, so it was right before high school, and so I was already a moody teenager, um, <laughs> regardless of getting adopted. So 
I definitely gave my parents a hard time throughout high school. Um, but now looking back on it, um, I'm, I go to school at UCLA and I'm just like so happy of where I am right now. And I know that I wouldn't have been able to be here without my parents. And I think the point that, that she made there too that's important is that a lot of times teenagers that are adopted, people want to trace any you know, bad behavior back to their past or, or past trauma. And that's that's an important part of it. But they're also teenagers and teenagers are all trying to kind of rebel and push yeah. off. They're designed to, to, to piss off their parents right? a little. Yeah. To separate <laughs> yeah. from the, from the yeah. authoritarian figures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, this is specifically your story. I mean, I don't know how in, in how much detail it's your story, but this is it. So when you see it up on the screen... <laughs> Does it change your view of what happened at all when you see it having been through the lens of, of the film creators? It doesn't change my view of what happened. It uh, I get very emotional whenever I see the movie with an audience, and I've seen it with a lot of audiences at this point, but because it reminds me so much of my own kids, my own family, but also people like Maraid and other families that I've met along the way, and I know how real a lot of these moments and these emotions are. So I, it's it's very embarrassing because I'll see it with an audience and I get choked up, and I feel like people are looking at me like I'm going, oh, God, my movie's, my movie's so moving. I can't hardly take it. You know, <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> now, uh, this is your third collaboration with uh, Mark Wahlberg. It is. And so he knows you. You know him. And I think yeah. that probably must have been absolutely key to casting him in this role. Yeah. Well, first of all, I know how hilarious Mark is. And I needed somebody who could, I mean, you know that Mark through movies, you know, like The Fighter and, you know. The, uh, you Shooter. Know, uh, exactly. And and Boogie Nights. And and that that Mark, we knew he could really handle all the drama. And, we, and I, of course, I knew he was hilarious from the Daddy's Home movies. But I think this is a new gear for Mark. I don't think people have ever seen Mark quite like this. Because this is Mark really making himself vulnerable, still being tough exterior Mark Wahlberg but it's really fun to see him get emotionally involved and affected by these kids you know and it seemed he was he absolutely how do you, was. How do you end shooting and walk away from a situation like that Oh, it's tough. We all get really choked up about the kids when we, when we yeah. leave, and and we get to see them again this weekend for the premiere, and that's okay. really exciting. <laughs> um, but no, it's tough because we do become kind of a, a family on set. And this one, and look, I know you probably hear this all the time, but this movie, I think, because of the subject matter, because of having people like Maraid around, we had a lot of other families on set. Um, that in the uh, the adoption fair scene, for example, all those kids and families in the background are all real adoptive families. So we had all of this around us all the time so it really made the cast and the crew really m even more of a family and it was a really amazing experience making the movie I was I was just a mess through half the movie just <laughs> <laughs> that's funny well no it's it's understandable yeah now Mairead you came into the film as a PA well when Sean Sean called me and said that oh, the movie's getting made and I'm bringing you out to Atlanta with me and you're gonna work on set um it was all very exciting. I loved it. Um, it was a lot of work, a lot of hours. I 
had no idea what I was getting myself into, um, but it was the greatest experience of my life. Well, she was she was originally a consultant. She started oh, originally on the, a consultant because she started on the script. Uh, she she read the very first draft of the script and was consulting on on every draft. And then she was consulting while we were in prep. But then I called her and I said, look, I'd love to have you come to Atlanta. But if you come just as a consultant, you're just going to sit around all the time and you're not going to really, really be able to get your hands dirty. So do you want to actually be a PA on the movie and work with all the other young people on the movie? And she was excited to do that. And it was just really wow. fun to have her there. Wow. So, we, so we had her, we had her busting her hump, but we also could yeah. ask her questions whenever we needed some <laughs> guidance. Oh, that is so cool. And did you... Um, did you share stories with all the other kids who might have been adopted or adoptive parents? Did you did you talk sort of campfire talks? Yeah, I mean, I I talked with everyone on set. Um, there was a lot of people involved who um, on the crew that were somehow connected with adoption or foster care. So a lot of us really bonded. I I worked with the actors. Um, I told them my personal stories and when they were filming. So that's pretty cool. That's that's. Amazing. Now, I saw it, it here in Toronto in, with an audience of adoptive families. Hmm. And you could hear them going, oh, and <laughs> laughing when I didn't know exactly what it was. But it was striking so many chords with them. Yeah. It, was, it, it seemed just really authentic. We've, we've gotten the, the privilege of doing a lot of screenings like that. And I love it because there are certain things in the movie that, that the adoptive families really react to that just regular audiences don't. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how I felt. I thought, let me in, let me in. Oh, okay. Yeah. One, one of the funniest uh, experiences there is that there's a scene in the movie where Pete and Ellie are kind of at their wits end yeah. with frustration and they, they're lost and they, and they talk about trying to find some way to get out of this and yeah. get back to their old life. And when general audiences see that scene, they gasp and they think, oh, no. And when the adoptive families see it, they laugh because they, they, they're like, oh, oh yeah, we, we had that conversation totally. <laughs> wow. Because it's a tough transition. It, you really have to, it takes, it takes everybody a little while to get their head around it. But the nice thing is that once you do get your head around it, you get this amazing opportunity to fall in love with your own children. And, and that's what a big part of the movie is about. And of course, you, you took on three. Yeah, I did. Of different ages. Yeah. <laughs> Salute to you. Yeah. So that's why it's so hard at first, and that's why instant family, you know. Yeah. But yeah. but that's but but it's it's three times the reward once you once you persevere through that as well. That's amazing, just amazing. I think this film is really going to open up a lot of eyes. I hope so. Yeah. Um, have your parents seen it? Yes, they've seen it. They love it. Yeah. Were right. they laughing at all the parts that other people didn't get? Definitely. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much. What an inspiring film. Thank you so much. Thank Very you. Very much appreciated. <laughs> what She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, everyone. Now that I've discovered Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine, I've decided never to settle for anything less than the best. Linda, I will no longer eat your home-cooked lasagna. Dave, put your guitar away. You're terrible. And Janet, I'm leaving you. That's all. Please continue the funeral service. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Don't settle for anything less. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. 
She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. For many, the thought of going to the dentist sends chills up the spine. But our next guest is trying to make dental care a little less intimidating for everyone. She is Dr. Karishma Kazim from Splash Dental. Welcome to what she said. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Happy to be here. Now, due to political instability, I understand that you immigrated from Guyana to Canada back in 1981 with your parents and two older sisters to try to find a, a better life. And like many other young immigrant families struggling to survive, you experienced a lot of hardships economically, racially, socially, and personally. So talk to us a little about about that. What was your life like when you first got here? We were three young girls and my parents and, you know, very little money. We, I believe we first moved into my my um, uncle and aunt's apartment. Mm-hmm. So there was like 10 of us because they oh, had wow. their own kids. We had the grandparents, our family. So it was very close quarters, but it was very nice for the little kids. We didn't know any different. So it was just fun to us. But, you know, as the years grew by, sorry, as the year progressed, we saw our parents struggling, but they persevered. They eventually sent all three daughters to university and they did amazing. Like I'm so proud of them. They're so proud of us. And uh, we all did very well for ourselves in our own professional careers. So what made you want to become a dentist? I knew I wanted to be in the health profession. So I was exploring different options like mm-hmm. um, MD, chiropractor, nitro- naturopath, like several different um, mm-hmm. categories. But I really... I really liked working with the kids, the families, and it was very hands-on. I know it was really good with my hands, so I felt like a general MD wasn't best suited for me. Um, dental, I just kind of fell into, and I was talking to one of my classmates. She's like, why don't you write the dental exam? And I did, and I um, applied to U of T. I got in. Wow. So I'm like, okay, guess I'm going to be a dentist. But I was very happy. It was great. <laughs> it was really good. Well, when people think of a dentist, I... I I think they sort of imagine, and it's true, it was true in my case, parents dragging their children in, yes. everybody being terrified. I need uh, multiple drugs to go even to have a tooth done. Because she likes the gas. <laughs> oh, the gas, the gas is good. gas in the freezing. <laughs> but for minor things, because from childhood, um, it was a terrifying experience, right. and that doesn't ever go away. So I'm sure that... That, uh, you know, if you can make it a great experience for a child, um, it lasts with them for the rest of their life. Exactly. And that's the approach I want to take. It's really a um, centered around prevention, but we want to try to bring all the families from when they're a young age. So give them a pleasant experience from when they're three, when they're four, when they're five. Um, We have Netflix in all the operatories so they can watch whatever they want. And then we have the gas as well. Just Keep it very positive, get very light. I'm not an intimidating person, very calming demeanor, and that really helps. I just want to reassure everyone that I want to be their friend, but also like an informative figure to tell them about their health, their oral health care. But just keep it very light. I'm not into forcing anyone to do what they don't want to do. You know, I can always bring them back in six months or just reevaluate at a later time. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I see it all the time where they, and I hear it all the time that they have um, very negative experiences from when they're young. And it, as mm-hmm. you said, it carries through for the rest of their life. And only after maybe 30, 40 years is it finally getting better because dentistry has changed a lot from 30, 40 years ago. So tell me, it, when you have, let's say, 
a family of young children and the f- they come in and they're afraid and, and, and you, you work your magic and then they come back the next time. What do you, what, what gives you pleasure seeing the, maybe the outcome or their attitude changing over a year or two? It's definitely just their willingness to come back. Like after successive appointments, they just come and hop in the chair. Like they already know what to do. And then they open their mouth and I'm not even ready for them yet. Like, so it's great because I see the progression, as you said, from nervous and scared in the first appointment to just happy chatting you know they pick their tv show and they're just some of them don't even want to leave like they want to stay <laughs> you have to watch the end of the show exactly, well, exactly. that's a first i'm not kidding that's a first yeah. and the parents must be just over the moon they're thrilled they're thrilled they're very happy with us and that's really my whole goal of opening this practice i want to make it a brand new dental experience just for the moms and the kids, me being a mom, I know it's very difficult to bring the kids. And also sometimes it's hard to get the parents in as right. well. Now, Splash Dental's in Pickering. Yes. It's in Pickering. And as I, as I understand from my notes, you have an all-women staff. Was that a conscious decision? Yes, it was. I, I really want to empower women. I think it's very important. And generally people are more at ease when they see females especially in this type of setting the dental setting where you're already nervous you're already anxious coming to the dentist i feel like with a female figure they can calm you down easier it's more relaxing they're more understanding compassionate all those things that's important for a person who has had a very negative dental experience so Mm -hmm. really trying to change that help to change the mindset of people um and it all starts with us because they're coming to us to Splash Dental. So it's just positive. And I think it's turned out amazing from the front staff to the back staff. It's all female. I've even um, had female specialists come into the office like once a month or every other week to do more complex procedures. Mm-hmm. And the patients really like that because it's convenient for them to come to one place all the time for all of their needs. And it's familiar. Everyone right. likes familiarity. You know, you get a bit already, you get a bit anxious when there's some place new you have to go and, or you don't know where to go. So we're trying to just keep everything comfortable, familiar for everyone. Now, uh, and you're also involved with giving back to the community. We, and we know that you and your daughter love to swim and to skate. Yes. And you sponsor a family skate day? Yes, we will. We So we opened in March of 2018. By the time we got everything going with the office, I definitely want to give back to the community, get the exposure, get everyone to know that Splash Dental is here. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, skate day will be, the plan is sometime around end of January. Right. So we'll rent a rink for an hour or two. Families come and then we'll have refreshments. And then for the swim day, we'll do after family day so sometime in February same idea wow so you get your you can have your teeth handled you get hot chocolate you go skating you go swimming so it's really like yeah a community yep so what advice would you have for other women entrepreneurs and business owners right now in, in Canada's emerging economy how to get going how to start up it's definitely a big risk. Um, I feel like you can never prepare yourself for what's to come. But in the long run, there's a lot of short-term pains. But in the long run, it's a great positive gain. You have you can have your own lifestyle, your own flexibility. You can set your hours. I'm not to that point yet, but that's those are all my goals. 
Um, it's great, though. It's very empowering for a female. Like when I'm out and I tell them I own my own office, there's that positive feedback, and it makes you feel good, makes you feel confident. What are your bi- have been your biggest challenges? Some of the decision making has been very new to me. There are certain sides that I'm not used to doing like certain business aspects I haven't had the experience with and dealing with certain let's say contractors reps where it's a bit problematic to get things going like I like to get things done make it right the first time let's do this now and move along to the next step and I've learned that not everyone works like that and it's very frustrating I am a bit of a perfectionist so I've needed to kind of just relax on certain expectations because I myself have very high expectations because I that's how I am mm-hmm. and so I expect naturally people to be like that so I've learned that not everyone's <laughs> like that <laughs> that's been my biggest learning curve what's the address of your clinic it's 1101 Kingston Road in Pickering we're at the corner of Kingston and Dixie mm-hmm. there's a Dairy Queen a Mr. Greek a Home Depot all around the area. And and what's your website so people can find you online? Splashdental.ca. Well, that's pretty easy. It's easy. Splash. Why, why did you pick the name Splash? So when I think of the word splash, like you make a splash. you It's something different. You have a different effect. Uh, it's something new. So that's why I wanted to build a brand where the name is unique mm-hmm. as well. When people think of Splash, it's just something different in the community. So hopefully they want to check us out. When they do check us out, they are a patient for life. That's the goal. Well, Kate, I think we should stop in there and see if they have any empty chairs and we can watch our fav- favorite you just Netflix. Want, you just want the gas. I love this idea. Dr. Karishma Kazim, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you so much, ladies. It was great. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. you're listening to is Priceless, the debut single by Toronto-based pop singer-songwriter Jenna Bennett, who joins us now in studio. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, Jenna actually used to be our intern a long time ago, and it's so great to see you (laughs) back. Now, you began playing the guitar eight years ago. You never looked back. Tell us about this song, your introduction into the world. Yeah, so, you know, for the last, I'm going to say, two, three years, I've done a lot of recording, a lot of writing, but I never really had that song that was 
really fully me. And so this song is a really perfect introdu introduction to who I am as an artist. Now you yeah. recorded it in Atlanta? Atlanta, Georgia. With Harve. Yes. So who's worked with Justin Bieber? Um, Seventh Streeter. Wow. Yeah. So what was that like? It was amazing. Um, we met through mutual management and uh, he is a bass player. I mean, he plays almost every instrument, but just by nature, he plays bass. And uh, he toured with Justin for the Purpose Tour as his music director, um, but also produces on the side. And he's one of the most amazing people I've worked with. He's so creative and open-minded and just knowledgeable when it comes to music. And uh, yeah, it was, it was easy working with Harv. Well, I, I remember, I, I guess it was last year you were chosen by Honey Jam yep. to do that. And then this year you placed second in the yeah. Toronto, uh, is it Imsta? I messed the festa. I messed up. I messed the festa. I messed the festa. I messed the festa. Yeah. That's a songwriting competition. Yeah. Um, I had entered in a couple years ago um, with a totally different song and, and I hadn't made the cut. And so really I took a break, I guess, the last couple of years. And I felt like with this song, I, I just felt like it was something special. So this year I decided to re-enter and actually play second, which was uh, like... Clearly it was. Mind, mind blowing. So yeah. what's next? Uh, next, f new music, first of all. So after mm -hmm. this release, definitely new music coming up. EP 2019. Um, I've always dreamed of touring, so that's definitely something that I hope to... Uh, do in 2019 as well so yeah that's what people oh and visuals to the to this song people can definitely expect a priceless music video Ooh, yeah. and who would you like to work with now? next so many people um but i would definitely say top two are keith urban and taylor swift Keith Urban. Keith Urban. I would not have picked up a guitar if it wasn't for him. Really? Really. That surprises yeah. me. Yeah. So those are my, my top two. Yeah. That's day. awesome. Well, I've been watching your yeah. videos on Instagram and oh, they're amazing. You. They're yeah. really good. The yeah. train track one, I guess. Oh, that's, yes. yeah. That, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, now, you, where can people find the single online? Because we've got to tell them how to get it. Yeah. So you can follow me on all social medias uh, at I am Jenna Bennett. That's double N double T. Or you can just head to my website, jennabennettmusic.com, and all of the links will be there. Spotify. Apple Music, Deezer, everything. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming back in. We yeah, thank you for having hi. me. That is it for what she said today. We will be back again tomorrow at noon, right here on 1059 The Region. But singing is out now in our live studio sessions. Here is Jenna Bennett performing Priceless. you didn't would you admit it or would you forget it we've been to hell and back a thousand times I know you're tired but give me a moment to prove I'm worth it I'm at a point of no return before you walk out baby i'm sorry please believe me when i say i need you i put my pride aside i've been selfish and i don't want regrets so hear these words as they leave my lips your heart of gold my favorite piece of jewelry with diamond eyes 
the attention you offer me You're priceless and now I see No bit of air is ever worth breathing A million years I'll spend without my heart if I let you leave You're priceless and now I see Focus. I won't give you up now Cause I'm at a point of no return Before you walk out Baby, I'm sorry Please believe me when I say I need you I put my pride aside I've been selfish and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.